Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production. <laughs> I was like, what is the word? A production of the resurrectministry.com. We're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. So whether you're a new believer or a seasoned saint, check out our resources. Um, we love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Um, if there's something interesting that you find on the website or something you, you suggest that we add, we'd love to hear from you. If you care to partner with us, you can click the donate now button. We're always um, grateful and blessed by uh, the generous donations of people we've never met and have never been introduced to who may even watch every day and are just silent viewers or yes. listeners. And we don't even know who they are, but they um, bless us. And we're so grateful. And we're grateful for the ones that we do know, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you uh, like the, our content, please like, share, subscribe, hit the bell so that you could join us live. We love to have um, our viewers join us live and join in the conversation. Hit that bell. Hit the bell. Smash it. All right. And also make sure and comment and uh, let us know where you uh, are watching from. Uh, if you have any comments about the devotional itself or even the verses that we're reading or just want to ask for prayer or um, any other comment you might have, that would be fantastic. We would love that. Uh, also, uh, scroll down from wherever you're watching and, and click on the links that are down there. Those are our sponsors and uh, just peruse some of the products here, especially uh, at LifeWise. You get there by going to livelifewise.tv. That is our special link that uh, we use in the we will get the credit if you do decide to uh, get some of the products. Uh, I recommend getting Dream. Dream is amazing. And then we have a StreamYard. This is the program that we're using right now. And uh, to try it out for free, just go to GetStreamYardNow.com. And uh, again, uh, just use this link because this is the one that will uh, allow them to know that your referral came from us. Yes. It's fantastic. And the reference for today is going to be Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 15. I had to stop and enunciate that i'm not sure what i was going to say if i did not do that <laughs> <laughs> it was good though you did great enunciation <laughs> thank you all right so we're reading from aw tozer's uh, the um tozer for the christian leader and uh it's august 22nd uh today is august 22nd and the and the title is the longing after eternity now we should not be longing for eternity you and i because we are already saved. Our eternity started the moment that we were oh. saved. So we were in it. Yeah. But we long to experience eternity, no? Well, the next stage. The maybe. next stage. Yes. There you go. Okay. Uh, and again, the reference is Ecclesiastes 3.11, where it says, He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart. A.W. says, we take it for granted, and we are not surprised at all about the eternal nature of God, but the greater wonder is that God has seen fit to put his own everlastingness within the hearts of men and women. I believe that this is the truth about our troubles and our problems. We are disturbed because God has put everlastingness in our hearts. He has put something within men and women that demand God and heaven that demands God and heaven, and yet we are too blind and sinful to find him or even to look for him. Men and women need to be told plainly and again and again why they are disturbed and why they are upset. They need to be told why they are lost and that it, if they will not repent, 
they will certainly perish. Doctors and counselors will tell troubled men and women that their problems are psychological, but it is something deeper within the human being that troubles and upsets. It is the longing after eternity. Lord, we long for eternity, but there is so much commotion, activity, and noise in our world that longing is too often drowned out. Help me to break through that madness with the message of Christ today. Amen. Amen. This is a little more complex. Usually things get easier the second time I read them. Because <laughs> I assumed, I think the first time I assumed certain things. Ah, which you no longer no. feel are accurate assumptions? No. Huh. I actually like this even more. When he's talking about they are, they, uh, um, doctors and counselors will tell troubled men and women that their problems are psychological but it is sometimes deeper within the human being that troubles and upsets. It is the longing after eternity. Yes. So is that saying, is A.W. trying to say, or is he saying that when he, when he talks about eternity, is he meaning that a total um, faith or succumbing to the power of God and his love? Is that, eternity or just to die and be in heaven <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm that's the complex part what what is it that he's trying to get us to focus on do you think uh well i the existence of god mm -hmm. because it reminds me of the scripture and i'm going to read this um and it's also in, in john 16 so um paul describes in romans 1 that uh, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all of the godliness, godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth with their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without an excuse. Mm. So same as... This, where he's saying he has placed eternity, and we'll have a longer discussion about that when we talk about Ecclesiastes, but when he says yeah, he has placed eternity within their hearts, meaning he has created this innate longing in man who's made in God's image for us to long to be with God, the longing for eternity, and eternity in the general sense, mm. for, for nearness to God and for the divine qualities that separates us from animals. The, the, the calling of Christ on our life, the calling of God on our lives so that our lives have meaning. Otherwise, they have no meaning. And that's what makes people crazy, right? That's what makes people do drugs and abuse their bodies and all these other things is because there's this hole, this vacuum um, in our lives that only God can fill. And sometimes people will run around desperately trying to fill it with other things. But mm. Um, and they say things like, why am I even, why am I even here? Nobody will even miss me. Right. Right. Because they don't have that purpose, that sense of purpose. Exactly. And I heard this great, um, preacher talk about the importance of when God says, um, you will have trouble in this world, but do not worry because I have overcome the world, the world, uh, do not fear because I have overcome the world in the sentence right before that. He says, I will leave you my peace. And basically saying we have to stay eternity minded because if we start mm. to dwell on the earthly things, we 
will be miserable like everybody else. It says we have to remember the suffering of Christ. We have to remember in eternity, in glory, and all of the things promised to us because this life is but a fleeting moment. And this life is nothing but trouble. He says, but I have overcome the world. Wow. I, I think that um, this is incredibly important for people to hear. Um, not us talk necessarily, but <laughs> but uh, the devotional. Because I, I, I remember, you know, the times where, you know, you know, part of it had to do with so I, I struggled with some anxiety that used to cause me so much pain that I would end up in the emergency room thinking I was dying. And then they would know you're having an anxiety attack right. or um, would have so much anger, um, you know, usually privately, uh, you know, in my office in Brea that then I would pick up, you know, out of this like frustration of whatever was going on at the moment that then I would try to, I would pick up like an empty box and my back would go out. The, the uh, box didn't cause my back. I've had to, that, it, I've had that it was kind the, of it was, stress induced. It was pain. the stress. So you have the stress, you have the anxiety, you have the, um, the turning to uh, alcohol to, to just get you through the, the difficulties of a day or what have you. Yeah. And once I, and, and I, and I gone to psychiatrist, gone to psychologist, I've been hypnotized and there's certain things that seem to help for a period of time, but then it would always come back. Um, and then my faith in Christ just went over the, just went over the top the moment I accepted him as my Lord and savior for the 10th time. Uh, but then asked for forgiveness and, and repented. And then he showed up in my life uh, at an event and just stood there in front of me. And from that moment on my eternity became clear. Hmm. My life has meaning. Life has meaning. Um, because before that it feels meaningless. Right. And what is it to solve for? Although I was taking, you know, other supplements and things like that, then getting better with my health, I, I was giving that credit. Oh. When in fact, the, the correlation is the, the comfort of being in, in God's arms yes, and understanding where, uh, where I was. And that was uh, the beginning of my eternity. Amen. And since then, I've not had an anxiety attack. I've not had those types of that type of suffering that I had before. The psychological suffering that um, A.W. Tozier uh, mentions in this devotional. So true. That's wow. awesome. That's pretty cool. Hello, Cindy. Nice to see you. Hi, Cindy. And Iris Hi, is Iris. on. You're, you're perfectly timed. You're, you're, you, I'm, we're just glad that you're here. Um, and I'm sorry. I jumped right in there and didn't uh, and asked you a question. Did I take anything away from what no, you wanted to mention? No, I already, the devotional? I already, no, no, no. I already okay. did it. <laughs> I'm good. All right. So we go right into the scripture. Yeah. We're going to expand a little bit on Ecclesiastes that go from 3, 1 through 15. So Ecclesiastes, uh, if you remember, is from King Solomon. And King Solomon, when Andy asked us a question, if you could have dinner with three people, who would it be? King Solomon <laughs> is one of those for me. Uh, he's just this amazing figure in the Bible because he's King David's son. He's the one tasked by the Lord to make the temple of God. And um, when God asks him, what does he want of all the things in the world and in the universe that he may have, he asks for wisdom. So uh, during his time, he was the wisest man on the planet. He was the richest man on the planet, because when you get wisdom, you get riches. <laughs> and so he was wise to ask for wisdom. Uh, he had lived the most extravagant life, you know, hundreds of concubines and wives and 
And so when you read Ecclesiastes with that um, lens, it, it, I mean, it was life-changing for me, Ecclesiastes, because I read it early on when I came to faith and I was just like, oh my God, this is like the story of my life. Just, just reading his um, frustration and his disappointment with this world, everything under the sun. Uh, and it is, it is so amazing to read it and try to get that perspective on our lives, no matter how much you have, whether you have the abundance that he describes or not, um, nobody did, but just the fact that, um, excess, uh, of worldly things never brings the satisfaction you seek because God has placed eternity in our hearts. Mm. Um, and so this scripture of course has a famous song is it written by the birds. Who is it? I love the, da, na, na. It's a time to sow. It's a very famous oh, yeah. song. I, I actually forgot about that. I think of a funeral. Oh, really? Oh, I, no. <laughs> this is a very famous hippies, like 70s song. Yeah. Who was that? The Mamas and the Papas. No. Who was that? I think it's the birds. Somebody I knows. I heard somebody saying it was uh, the yeah, birds. It could be the birds. Um, okay. So <laughs> there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden that God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything does, everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Whatever is has already been and what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. So I think it's, it's cool to, even so, the chapter before this, chapter two, he talks about the misery of excess, basically. And in this one, his re repetition of a time for this, a time for that almost implies this monotony of life, right? This kind of like, oh my God, the same. One day I'm going to cry. One day I'm going to laugh. One day I'm going to love. One day I'm going to hate. Like it's so predictable, the monotony of the predictability of it. And then he turns to the hope that comes from God where it's really the fact that God puts eternity in our hearts, that our life has meaning. And mm. without it, we can have no meaning. Because once we have God in our hearts and we have eternity in mind, we have purpose. And without that purpose, nothing under the sun can satisfy. Wow. I'm a huge fan of Ecclesiastes. I can tell. Love yeah. that. Um, the one part uh, that uh, was interesting and i think that it could be misunderstood is that uh the last line of um uh, uh, 14 says god does it so that people will fear him 
And that's not in the sense that he wants people to be afraid. Reverence. Like he's a monster. Reverence. You know, like the, the deep reverence. Yeah. And how can you not reverence a God who right. is so amazing? <laughs> I, I was looking for something else. I mean, there's like no word you could say. There's, um, what is it that we were watching the other day that they said, oh, the, the man who wouldn't die? They, they kept the guy, the guy. Oh, Sisu. Yes, yeah, Sisu. And they said, whatever he was, it was un untranslatable. Um, yeah. Like his power was so great or whatever it was, was so great that it's a word, but we can't tell people what it is. Like you can't translate it. Yeah. It's equally like, like God's greatness. Greatness doesn't even handle it. Yes. Amazing isn't, it doesn't, doesn't even handle it. Can you believe Cindy preached on this last week? What? Yes. I love that, Cindy. <laughs> she went, she started in two and went to three. Oh. Oh my God. This is so, that's so awesome. And she went from chapter two to three. Oh, nice. Wow. That is so cool. And she says, yes, it's, it's called turn, turn, turn by the birds. <laughs> I thought I heard a yeah. commentary that the said birds. that. And Carrie's like, whoa, yes, that is cool, Cindy. <laughs> and then Cindy agrees, reverence. So important, yeah. you know, fully reverence. It's important to understand that because I remember as a kid, I always think, why would I want to fear God? Like, why, why is that? Why do I have to fear him? But nobody ever explained it to me. Oh, well, I'm used to fearing God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have fear of upsetting him? Like a, like a, like well, a dad. Now, I mean, I actually have to get used to not being so afraid because <laughs> I am so programmed to be afraid of God. Uh, so this is a new thing for me, but um, to have such a loving God, but mm. um, yeah, just awe and reverence for the majesty of God. So important. I mean, there's something. Um... Sorry, go ahead. I no, I was just thinking how uh, this is important for, you know, our kids to uh, not just our kids, but anybody's kids, our kids is, is in the, the world's kids to um, early on, especially during the, the, the times where they're growing up as teenagers to understand, you know, what it means to have a loving relationship with God. Because as my daughter is going through right now, she has, I, I tell you, you have way too many friends. You need to cut, cut down on your friends. That's so funny because that's the first thing I said to her too. Oh, really? She the problem. I was like, you just got too many friends. Like, that's kind of a weird thing to say to somebody. It I is. was like, does this sound weird? I'm like, I think it sounds weird, but like there's too much drama. Yeah, the more friends she has, the more opportunity for drama. <laughs> Because one of the friends is dating her ex-boyfriend, and then you have another girl who was mad because a boy came to the party that they were at, <laughs> yeah, and, it makes and they didn't let her know it. And, and I'm going, oh my gosh. And, and, and what she does is she puts the focus on these things, which we know is, we, we know they're nonsense. <laughs> but to, but to a young that, girl, no, okay. I said to a young girl who, you know, this is her current life. It, yeah. It's like, it's, it caused Magnified. her angst all day long. Yeah. And so um, I, I've been talking to her all I've done. Her and I've had conversations. She's reading me the text message she's getting from her friends. And, and then she goes, well, what should I say back? And I'm giving her things to say back. And I tell her to, to minimize it and to try to just say, you know, I thank you for your apology. And I understand. And then try to end it because what ends up happening, they just kept, keep adding to it and it adds to it. So at some point you got to say, listen, I, I, I love you so much. And, you're saying this to a child? Or? To, to her. Oh, okay. And I say, I love you so much. And 
you know, these friends are, are, are currently, you know, important to you. I said, but, um, just, I think what you should do is, is probably pray and uh, spend some time with God. Uh, because you know that's who you're going to. Oh, she says, yeah. She was like, she said she's been praying. <laughs> um, and uh, and this actually wasn't necessarily this incident. This was the other day when some other things were happening. And so now I, I think probably should remind her of that uh, because that seemed to help uh, a lot. That you know to, to pray and to and to be reminded of a uh, a bigger. Is there something bigger out there than <laughs> these little trivial things that are happening? Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time with her today with these discussions and things like that. And um, hopefully, you know, we can get through these things. But I think that, that having the faith um, that well, our kids have, I think, is so important when these things come up. Well, that uh, brings me to verse John sixteen thirty three that mm. I told you that I was listening to the sermon about. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. So that's basically the lesson you're trying to explain is that go to God and find peace because mm. this world is nothing but trouble. Yeah. And in me, you will find how to overcome that trouble. It'll bring you back to that eternal perspective and the power that comes from resting in God's grace. Carrie, mm. Carrie has a, a need for prayer. Aww. Need prayers for Eddie and me. I have to be evaluated for a caregiver. Does that mean that they are evaluating you if you are qualified to be the caregiver, um, or you have to choose a third person to be a caregiver? And Eddie is uh, Carrie's husband, who uh, has some issues with his spinal column, right? Yes, a lot of fractures, uh, fractures and breaks. So he's in uh, rehabilitation right now. Wow. Just want to clarify, Carrie, so we know what to pray for. Yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. It was stalling to wait for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He can come home. So oh, if you're home. the, if, okay. So you can come. Home. Yeah. And are you, okay. I'm sorry. I just opened a million questions in my yeah. head. Like, are you going to be the PT or no? You're just supposed to be the primary caregiver. I remember all of this from my father too. God bless him. So it's a lot. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, because there's need for help. I remember he was, you know, had a cane and as his time has got. No, because you suddenly need a whole bunch of, so Carrie, you know, definitely keep you both in mm. prayers and make sure you don't take on more than you can. My mom has horrible, horrible back problems now because she took on more than she should have. Um, it's, you know, they need somebody to bathe them and, you know, you, you take the responsibility as a caregiver and sometimes it's, it's way more than you could than you can carry. So that was, um, I just want to, if you don't mind, use your experience with sure. your dad um, when, because again, we, we can go back to your dad. Dad was a very powerful man, powerful, not like epitome of health, epitome and of health um, you know, <laughs> until, uh, until he wasn't uh, taught in, in universities on, on medical yes. uh, topics, um, ran a, a medical business yep. and, um, very well known, very well loved, um, and started a, a Islamic center in yes. in Beverly Hills. So, just like he could do anything. Yes. Then suddenly, and then suddenly not. Yes. How, how as a thank, thankfully you were a Christian when this happened. Yes. How how did uh, God's strength get you through 
some of those moments because now you're seeing him as almost a child. Yes. Um, I've told you these things so that in me you shall find peace. Mm. Uh, even I told you, I related to this audience even at the, at the funeral, complete chaos broke out. Uh, and it was really only the peace of God that um, helped me maintain or just come back to composure. Mm. But even while he was sick, there was so many times that the Lord spoke to me about um, the importance, the understanding of seasons, that um, the season of life of mine was changing and my father was passing. And, and this was my season to finally learn to be independent um, and to be married and to have uh, a different man as a focus because mm. all my life, my father had been my focus uh, and to have my husband as a focus instead. And that was such a, you know, a, a dramatic shift that the Lord was, it was a completely different season he was taking me in. And so that everything was, was planned. Everything was divine. There was no accidents. My dad didn't accidentally get cancer, mm -hmm. you know, um, but yeah, without, without the Lord's um, grace and peace, I don't think I could have, you can't tolerate the, um, the, the difficulty, the, the physical and emotional strain that comes from um, taking care of somebody who's very, very ill. Mm. That's very difficult. Hmm. So prayer, obviously. Prayer. Yes. Um, Wow. And just um, discernment, Carrie. So that's another thing I pray for you is discernment um, to know uh, what you should be carrying and what you should not. Uh, because it is, it is a physical responsibility and an emotional one. Um, oh, she says, I can't bear not to have them at home. I think you absolutely, we did it at home. You absolutely can have them at home, but um, hopefully you have via medical insurance and other things, the people that would actually provide services of various sorts. Like for the longest time, my father would not let anybody help him bathe. Um, and so my dad was you know, 220 pounds and my mom was doing it and she was 80 and he was 82. <laughs> like it was, it was, she physically was not capable of doing it, but he would not allow anybody else to do it. Uh, so it had huge consequences on her and her um, physical health. Um, so just having the discernment to know what you can and cannot physically carry. Um, but God willing, um, he doesn't give us any challenges that we cannot bear. So, um, may you have, uh, as I told you before, the strength of a lion, the lion of Judah, uh, in you and through you at all times. For sure. And, oh, she says he's being good about Eddie's being good about receiving help. That's so important. Oh, oh goodness. So your, important. your dad was not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is such a blessing. That is such a blessing. I can't even tell you. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Your dad just was not, uh, he didn't tell anybody about his cancer. No, none he, of his friends he knew. lied about Did He lie about it or just not. He, he just, just like, didn't tell anybody. When secret. he showed up at, like I, I, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. But we had this weird when we came into Cedars, um, like the month before he passed. These are, it's like walking into high school and you're the high school football star. Mm. Like when he was rolled into that hospital, the entire hospital was like, 
oh my god what are you doing here oh my god what is this sickness you have like the they all i mean he'd been on staff at that hospital for 30 years you know what i mean mm -hmm. it was like literally the high school football star coming back with you know just in crutches and completely broken or paralyzed right. you know right um and so they just were flipping out at how did this happen why didn't anybody know who didn't see you who was your doctor and one of them was his doctor for diabetes but he didn't follow it well in my opinion like he just kind of like he should have pressed my father to go in for more tests and he mm. didn't you know, he just kept saying, I know you're not going to do it. Um, here's your insulin. Um, hopefully your daughter's going to make you take it. But, you know, so it happened. It happened the way it was destined to happen. But um, it's wild. Yeah. Well, it's wild to have a doctor that got that sick without anybody knowing. Yeah. But it's good news that Eddie is uh, being good to receive help. Yes. That may, that'll make it uh, much easier. For the both of you. Should we pray for them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, thank you. Um, thank you for your love and your grace and your peace that passes all understanding. We ask for you to cover um, Eddie and Carrie with your love and with your peace and with your discernment uh, to help them to make the decisions that are best uh, for their lives and that you will give Eddie a supernatural recovery where all of his bones and his tissue and his muscles and his ligaments will all heal um, well and make him strong again, Lord, as if the breaks had never happened. Um, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the great physician. You are in every um, disease you have provided the cure, Lord. So we look to you for our help. And um, we ask you that you bless all of our um, listeners today, the ones that we know and the ones that we don't know and all the struggles that they may be going through, Lord. We ask for your blessing and your peace, uh, your peace um, by which we are not able to withstand the troubles of this world, Lord. Um, we love you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Amen. That was good. All right. Um, I just keep uh, me and my uh, my kids in prayer as we take yes. on a road trip. We'll be driving. An adventure. We'll be driving on the road for several days. <laughs> I may pop fun. on and do my own devotional. Oh, I may, I, you know, I yeah, may do that. Do that. I may do that. It that will be only fun. be five minutes long because I can't think of things to say, but you never know. <laughs> I don't know how to schedule it ahead of time, so I'm just going to pop on. Oh, I can walk you through it. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, pray for uh, Hedy and Zara. They would be left alone without a man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she's going, yay. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, prayers for Hedy and Zara as they uh, hang out together for a few days. Yeah. It'll be nice to for you guys to to just do some stuff yeah yep all right my friends we love you guys we love you god bless have a great evening see you soon oh so that means we're gonna be gone wednesday oh, yeah. sunday folks so we'll see you next monday all right take care bye, bye.